Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight, the horror movie podcast here from Mailflash TV. I am Peter and joining me this October, this beautiful, beautiful sweet October, uh, is, is Tim, oh. Timmy V uh, here of yo, course. Yo. So yeah, like honestly we're recording these, so, so a lot of these episodes have been recorded in advance, but I know this is going to be at least three weeks into the Octoberthon, so I'm just going to pretend to be tired as if, oh it's been a long month, like we've been... Done so many movies. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so much work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it is a lot of work. The preparing and that's true. That's yeah, true. Sure. It's just, instead of having just a busy October, we have a busy July, August, September too. Uh, making sure that you get episodes <laughs> almost every day, if not every day, mm. um, in October, we'll hopefully hit that oh. mark. But oh, wait a minute, maybe we didn't. <laughs> Well, I've not thought that through. <laughs> seems, <laughs> seems like three busy months. It maybe is uh, worse than one busy month, but <laughs> yeah, but it'd be like a super hectic. It'd be like a busy month where we're recording like five episodes a week, Timmy. I mean, does that That's sound true. does that sound funny to you? <laughs> uh, not not as much. Not as yeah, much. exactly. Yeah, spread it out from July onwards is a good. If anything, next year we should start like May. Yeah, just like you sprinkle the, them in. <laughs> you know what the the idea of that makes me think of? Yeah. There is no God. <laughs> I love how you tied it into the movie, Timmy. I love how you came back around and tied it into the movie. Um, honestly, yeah, so the movie we're talking about today, uh, as is probably obvious because I'm sure that I've been putting these out on the same day every week during the month, so this is your, your third day of this week, whatever day it is that I'm putting these up. Uh, this is Psycho 3. Psycho 4. Oh, shut three. up <laughs> <laughs> psycho 3 uh, which came out in 1986 and is actually directed oh the year i was born it's a terrible year uh and is actually directed by anthony yes, imagine <laughs> my parents just in the hospital room just yelling at the doctor like you gotta get this kid out of us we gotta go see psycho 3 <laughs> <laughs> out of us you were partly in your father as well what What's happening? Listen, I don't have to explain my birth to you. <laughs> I think you do. I think you do, Tim. But we, you know, so 1986, uh, directed by Anthony Perkins. So Norman Bates himself oh. decided to direct this one. Yeah, and behind the camera. I, he's behind the camera, yes. I love how you're referencing a joke that you said on the news on an episode that would have came out in the middle of August, two months ago. It's a, by now it's a classic bit that everyone likes. <laughs> yes, we recorded this the same day. We recorded the Brightburn review. Okay, just for anyone who just context what we just said. Um, so yeah, uh, so Psycho Three. We'll talk about this. We'll obviously start spoiler free, and we'll give you warning before we get into spoilers and uh, do all the usual jazz and so on and so on. Um, but yeah, so if why don't we call this podcast Usual Jazz? Because it's not a jazz <laughs> podcast? I don't know. That's a good name, though. <laughs> Look, I know I say the phrase and all the usual jazz or all that jazz a lot because it's just one of the things that for some reason I picked up at some point and just kept saying. But uh, I don't point out your texts. Well, I do sometimes. You, you. I mean, I say you know a decent amount. You say you know like like a machine gun. It's it's, it's really quite impressive sometimes how many you knows you fit into one sentence. I want to make sure people know. That's <laughs> what a good professor does. He, he makes sure his, his students are learning. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, I had a... Well, I actually never had this teacher, but I, I it was this thing where I only got him for, like, maybe, like, some subclasses, you know, when my teacher was off and 
Oh. This teacher would fill in for the for the for the period, but uh, I had other friends who did have this this teacher a lot who always said the word right, but he said it in this sort of eight way where he dropped the R, and but he'd always say it at the end of sentences just like you say you know he'd always be like so we're going to do this eight and he would just keep doing it <laughs> to the point where in the final year when we're doing our yearbook. They wanted to do like a page where it was like, oh, the the, the quotes that our teachers have where they always say like their catchphrases. Because, you know, one teacher would always say, um, like whenever a, te- a, a, a kid would say, oh, can I wear uh, my jacket? Because we, we, we wore uniforms in school, okay? Because it was just, that's a standard thing in the UK, right? But, it, and, and it was very strict about the uniform, but sometimes if it was cold, people would say, oh, can I wear my jacket because it's really cold? And we had this one yeah. teacher who would sort of lick his finger and go, the temperature is well within operational parameters. And that was his like joke. I know, but it was funny at the time. It was funny at the time. Okay. Um, he'd also say, uh, all that glitters is not gold, but at least it has free electrons. That was another one of his jokes. Um, what? Is he a math, is he a math teacher? <laughs> no, no, he was he was tech. He was a really smart tech teacher. But So so we were doing this page, and he, I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't involved in the yearbook group. I was not that lame. But, no offense to anyone, <laughs> <laughs> but uh this this teacher so people but one of the rules that people the, the teachers in charge said oh you have to get everyone's permission to put their quotes in the book so they, so they know they're not being made fun of right it's like a you know a thing they're opting into so when the students involved in this went to the teacher and said hey we want you to do this page of quotes and we want you to put down that you always say this word and he'd be like do i <laughs> and there was a teacher's assistant in the class who who everyone just turned to and the teacher went I just like nodded really abruptly, really quickly. He he had no idea he said eight at the end of like every sentence. It was really funny. Anyway, that was a weird tangent to go down. Psycho three, and we were actually pleasantly surprised. I mean, we've seen it before, but like our our, our continuous notion of Psycho two is it's surprisingly pretty good, and yeah. does some interesting things. Psycho three, get into it. You know, again, we'd both seen this before, but I think you know that. That idea of like, how did we feel getting into it for the first time, and how do we feel about it now? Was this the only second time you'd seen it, or you'd seen this a few uh, times? Yeah, only the second. Yeah, same for me. This was my second time. I saw it the first time. I bought the Blu-ray, you know, when Stream Factory put it out, like five years ago or whatever. What? No, actually, probably close to ten years. No, seven or eight, something like that. 2012, 2013 sounds about right. Uh, so. Yeah, so really curious to see how this one plays out. Obviously, the second one ended. As much as we're spoiler-free right now for three, we do kind of have to mention that two ended with Psycho, uh, with, Psycho with Norman Bates <laughs> returning to form, as, as we say. He's got a new mother figure, a new corpse, and he, it seems like he's now ready to kill again kind of thing from the end of Psycho 2. So Psycho 3 starts up, and not much, not much time has passed, despite the fact that it's been three years since the, the, the last movie. And everyone looks a little bit older. Uh, not no time has really passed in in the context of the show. It feels like we're just like a month later, maybe if that. And Norman is to the outside world appears to be kind of acting normal, and he's hiring help for his for his motel. He, he hires Jeff Fahey, who it's funny to see because I I know him from later stuff. I know him as an older man. Uh, from Lost and from uh, Planet Terror and a couple other movies that he's he's popped up in oh, okay. in, in more recent times, and well, he'll always be the lawnmower man to me. That's, I've never seen it, but it's definitely a streams <laughs> episode at some point. But one of our main characters is a uh, Maureen who is at a convent and is going going to become a nun and has decided <laughs> to instead commit suicide. But when they try and stop her from jumping from the bell tower, she accidentally kills another nun 
because another one loses her balance and falls to her death. (laughs) So she's ostracized and ends up encountering Jeff Fahey and then ultimately Bates Motel. And she looks a lot like uh, Marianne from uh, or Marianne from uh, the first cycle, which brings up a lot of emotions for Norman. And of course, there's someone else investigating them. Uh, there's a journalist wanting a scoop, who's who's mm-hmm. kicking or poking around trying to like prove that he's still a psychopath or whatever. And that's your that's your setup. That's your setup for cycle three. It's interesting to see the the motel fully f- functional, and there's like guests staying there because I, I feel like that's maybe the obvious thing to have done is just have like a slasher movie where there's a bunch of guests at the motel and they start mm-hmm. dying uh, before anyone realizes. Um, but hey, so what do you think of cycle three, Timmy? How do you feel about the third one? Uh, I, I do like it. Uh, I do think it is a, a bit of a drop off because uh, you, you have the first one, which is obviously you know a classic, and then. Uh, like we said with the second one, uh, it's a really surprisingly good movie. Like, um, and and I I think the the second one is just so interesting because it feels like it's doing st- like something that's not the you know typical uh, slasher. Whereas this, it feels like they are just going okay. Well, you know, we're, we're not going to try for something different. Like let let's just give in to you know what the people want and just do like a, a normal slasher movie which it, it, which ends up being fine like i think it's um you know not amazing but i think it's a fun little watch i think it almost doesn't go far enough though to just be like if it was just a full-on slasher sure. movie like i think it might even benefit from that compared to what it is because i think like I, I think it's okay like I, I think it's a decent watch it's definitely mm. a step down from two it but it does this weird thing where it still kind of tries to play with the idea that Norman might not be killing people yet. Like, he's, he's still kind of like saying, no mother, no mother, and like things like that. Yeah. And it's like, no, at the end of the last movie, we were, that was it. The, the, the switch had yeah. been flipped and we were ready for him to be a killer again. And you're still trying to play it like a will he, won't he. And that doesn't really work mm-hmm. again. It was great in two, but it doesn't really work yeah. here again. And the result of that is that when it does go kind of slasher movie style, it doesn't actually have that many kills. It, it really only has two kills before the big climax. Mm. okay because it, it focuses a lot more on him <laughs> having this relationship with uh with this maureen who looks a lot maureen. like uh marianne or at least reminds him of marianne from the first movie yeah and you know it, it, it definitely it feels like it's repeating some of the beats of cycle two whilst also trying to be more of a slasher movie and i think it ends Makes up being sense. a weaker version of both things <clears throat> um it's not a bad oh, sure. i don't think it's a bad movie though i think it just it feels more like a, just a, a mm. sequel and it feels like it's got less yeah. ideas than the last one did. Oh yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a fun enough watch, but yeah, it's just like you're not really getting something uh, special or unique about it. It's just like, all right, yeah, this is fine. Um, I, I do like the the kills, and there's there's like a, a couple of funny parts too. Like, um, yeah, like some that are kind of maybe unintentional, some that are <laughs> intentional. Yeah. um and then like you know anthony perkins is still great uh you know it's always oh he's the know, he's the best part of, he's the best part of the movie like he he yeah. he still has that kind of like that that like good natured mama's boy thing going to a t and mm. it still works perfectly even even though he's like 50 <laughs> like it <Yeah>. still works <laughs> it, it really That's does true. so no like i can't i can't fault that uh in, in any way and obviously he got to direct this i think his direction's solid i, I think the movie fails because of its script. Like the, the the failures are because of the script, mm-hmm. not because of his direction. His direction is solid, and there's actually yeah. more returning characters from two than I remember. The sheriff from two is here. A couple of the people, uh, people at the diner are the same actors as the last movie. 
So, you know, it does that, which is nice. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we kind of alluded to it a little bit <laughs> earlier, but I do like kind of how crazy the opening is. <laughs> like, the opening is, is, like, wild. Oh, yeah. The, o- <laughs> the opening is insane because it... <laughs> Because it like just starts with this ridiculous scene of uh, her on this bell tower. Yeah. It's very like vertigo almost, and she's like, going to commit suicide. Yeah. And and then, well, it's it's completely uh, you know I, I mentioned it earlier, but it just is completely black, and you just hear a woman scream. There is no God, and then it, it <laughs> cuts to a nun about to jump off a church. And I I do remember like the first time I watched this, you know, uh, again I was off the I was on the high from two, and then watching this with this opening i was kind of like all right what are we in for and then <laughs> you know unfortunately it kind of is a little bit downhill from here but i i do love how just kind of bizarre and wild this opening it de- is. It, de- it definitely opens in a way that you don't feel like a psycho movie opening no, no, right not at all <laughs> uh, it, it, what it does do though is it actually has something the second movie didn't in terms of like harkening back to the first movie it has like a sort of driving sequence early on where it's not the exact same oh, as, yeah. the, as the first yeah. one, but a big part of the first movie was the tense sort of driving stuff before she got to the motel. And this actually kind of does a new version of that, which I thought, oh, that's cool, because 2 never had that. That was the one thing missing from 2, was like a driving section out in the middle oh, yeah, of nowhere. So I thought that yeah. was kind of neat. Uh, there's actually scenes in motel room number one this time, so they've actually recreated it. I mean, assuming that they had to. I mean, maybe the set just still existed, I don't know, but it, it was very much like seeing that, that room again in present day and color and you know seeing someone live in there again yeah which is kind of i gotta neat. go yeah I, I gotta go by the uh I, I should do the the universal uh lot tour because uh, mm. I, I think you stop by the psycho house in that um uh, you do for sure yeah, yeah you definitely i don't know if you, i don't know if the mattel itself is there but the house is definitely there yeah and that, I, I think I've seen it before because I usually I like to go to Universal for um, when they do their Halloween horror nights. And then I think there's like one maze where, you know, you walk by it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've never actually like stopped and went there and got my picture taken or anything. But hmm. it seems fun. Yeah, no, I um, I, uh, I I think that the movie is, is pretty dependable if never like really yeah. that exciting there's, there's actually one really cool idea in this that i like which i'll get to in spoilers but like i, I think the the general going on of the movie you know you know it, it is shorter than two you know it's because it, the one complaint we had about two is that it was almost two hours long which felt far too too much yeah it's like the one yeah problem I whereas this it. is more of a, a 90 minutes and you know maybe maybe certain things are, are less exciting because it is a bit more generic than than two is mm-hmm. But th- there is some interesting stuff going on, and you know the the, the couple of kills we do get, one of them is pretty fun. Uh, one's a bit mm. more just kind of typical and boring, mm. you know, just yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. All right, we'll do spoilers. <laughs> do I have nothing else to spoil for you? <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, I guess. Uh, no, no I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh... Yeah, it's a you know it, it is like a nice if you're doing a marathon or something. I, I do think it is you know you don't want to stop after two. I I, I do like going right into three, but um, yeah, it's you know you, you don't definitely don't get as much out of it. Yeah, so yeah, full spoilers then from this point on for Psycho Three. It's so the the big scenes that I want to talk about. Obviously, there's the early stuff where she's just kind of walking through the desert or whatever, and she ends up running into uh, Jeffy, his character, who's a uh, Dwayne Duke. Uh, who's in his car? Duke. I said Duke. 
Dwayne Dewey, yeah. uh, in his car, and he picks her up, and he's immediately kind of sleazy, and it feels like oh, he's going to put you know put the moves on or whatever, and she's just kind of this nervous person, uh, which she does, and it ends up raining, and they have to spend the night in the car, and yada yada yada, um, <laughs> and he's one of these guys who just doesn't shut up; he just keeps talking like constantly. Yeah. Um, and he's got this running thing where he keeps saying, "Watch the guitar." Whenever anyone touches his guitar, oh, he's yeah. like, "Watch the guitar." It's my bread and butter. I'm a singer. <laughs> what yeah, he's trying to make his way to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, to be a rock and roll star. Thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's whatever. And he kind of puts the moves on, and she gets uncomfortable, and she has to get out of the car. Um, he's got this really like, like horrible line, but which made me laugh, where he says, "You could have been coming instead of going." Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like a really sleazy line. Like in real life, that's a disgusting thing to say to someone when you've essentially just tried to assault them. But in the context of a movie, that yeah. line did make me laugh a little bit because uh, it was just so cheesy and like you know it was such a pun. But uh, yeah. he ends up at the motel and takes a job there, uh, basically doing Norman's job during the day. And she ends up uh, at the diner because the diner from two is still there, and you know Norman goes there to get some food. And she ends up there and she gets, you know, advice. I need a place to stay that's cheap. And obviously they direct her to there. And I think the big scene I want to talk about, though, <laughs> that I actually really like in terms of an idea, is that she's staying in number one. Norman's looking through the peephole and all the rest of it. And we get him coming in as 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 Mrs. Bates. And she's in the shower. Is She's getting ready to kill oh, yeah. her. And the twist here is that when he pulls the curtain back, She's actually tried to commit suicide. She's in the bathtub uh, mm-hmm. having slit her wrists. And mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to take and this. And it's and it, it's just a great swerve. Oh, yeah, no, it's a great scene. It's, like, really gruesome, too. Like, you see, like, blood, like, spurting out of her. Yeah. <laughs> like, cut open wrists and stuff. And it's it's, it's pretty violent. <laughs> I, I, I love this. I love this idea. We're going to redo that scene from the original. But when he gets to the, yeah. into the shower, she's actually already tried to kill herself. It, it really throws this different twist upon it. And then we have her point of view where she thinks she sees the Virgin Mary looking down at her. Uh, she th- that's who she thinks Mrs. Bates is. And, and now, uh, originally, what was the... Uh, I forget. So what was the reason why she was leaving the, the convent? Cause, was it because she said, like, you know, she's about to become a nun, but then she started to have, like, carnal thoughts or something? Yeah, she had doubts and she had, like she had sexual thoughts. And... Uh, the priest who was like sort of talking to her was trying to say, "Oh, that's normal," and and whatever. because um, yeah. <laughs> she it definitely seems like she has a pretty extreme reaction <laughs> to what you know probably most people have. <laughs> yeah, but she she does indeed uh, get suicidal again, and it's a really interesting idea, and it kind of brings them close together because Norman essentially saves her by getting her to the uh, to get her to the hospital and phoning mm-hmm. the cops or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and like you said, like you know, uh, she does look a lot like a uh, Marion from the first movie. Like she even has like the same initials. So it, it is kind of like interesting to see him dealing with like, oh, uh, you know, she seems so similar to this person, you know, from this other movie. Uh, yeah, it's a nice little touch. Yeah, it's, it's a nice thing. I almost wish it played more with it and played more with the <laughs> idea of. Uh... The idea of someone who wants to die uh, being the, the thing that stops him from killing her. Uh, because yeah. <laughs> I, I think, because her, her death eventually at the end, because she, she goes through some stuff where she sort of sticks up for him and they do kind of go on a real date at one point. Um, yeah. You know, because again, that's what I'm saying with Perkins doing that, that, that mama's boy thing is that when he says you want to dance, he's like, oh, I don't know how. And he's like, oh, I'll show you. My mum taught me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
and just uh, and playing off the idea too, where we've seen, you know, like in the last movie and stuff where the townsfolk just hate this guy's guts and can't wait to bring up the fact that he's a murderer and everything. And then it's kind of nice to see like some people actually calling him a hero because <laughs> he saved this woman's life. Yeah. It's really nice. And I, I think um, that subplot is pretty solid. And obviously he does end up killing other people throughout the film, which eventually mm-hmm. is what kind of leads to a, a, you know, a thing. It's interesting that Maureen does eventually die kind of by accident almost. Uh, where she's basically saying, hey, because she, she leaves at one point because the, the, the reporter tells her about his past and that freaks her out enough to leave. But then she decides, you know what? No, he saved me and he can be better. And he goes, she goes back yeah. to him. And they're at the top of the stairs. And when she goes to like kiss him or whatever, uh, he, he you know Norman hears his mother's voice and turns sharply and that makes her fall down the stairs. And they actually redo the shot of going down the stairs that, that was in the first movie where it has that weird, like smooth look to it. Um, yeah which uh, i i don't think it worked yeah <laughs> as I mean, well in this movie <laughs> it kind of made me smile because they did that again even though it's like nah like yeah. you know it's whatever but she she it, she lands on cupid's arrows a statue at the bottom of the stairs of cupid and it's literally the arrow from cupid that that kills her and obviously yeah. it's the idea is that it looks like an accident but you know it's norman's mind that made him hear the voice so it's kind of like oh no it's like he actually did killer in a roundabout way yeah. is what it is um but i what i do love though is that when the reporter's snooping about the house after this try to prove that he's done something i love that they actually straight up dub the the mother's voice on norman so that you see him actually <laughs> say it but you hear the the old woman's voice i actually really yeah. like that that was kind of <laughs> creepy yeah yeah it, it definitely uh honestly i, I didn't uh even realized that that was dubbed i just thought maybe he was i don't know able to do this like really good accent oh no way no that was dubbed <laughs> <laughs> oh i hate to break it to but, you uh, i hate to break the movie magic but <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no i mean it does it does look cool and then uh yeah the like you know the earlier kills like they're not um you know the most inventive but i do think they work like uh you know i like the phone booth kill and uh the scene actually really makes me laugh with the uh, the woman on the toilet, um, just because like I, I like the kind of like the horror movie trope of like, you know, this person's looking straight at the camera and they see the killer and they start talking to him, but like mm. they never respond. It's just like so funny to me. It's like, oh, it's you. Well, do you mind? I'm kind of going to the bathroom here. Hey, what are you doing? No, put that down. It's like, it's just, it's so funny the way they keep talking. It's, it's very Friday the 13th. It made me think of, because yeah. there's a lot of, in the first Friday the 13th, there's a lot of POV uh, kills like yeah. that. Um, it made me think of that. I No, that, that was, because you know, the one in the toilet gets a throat slip, and that looks pretty good. Uh, the one in the phone booth just kind of gets stabbed a bunch. It's a very classic cycle, just, eh, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, what yeah, I. Like, it, it's not amazing, but it's fine. Yeah, we have to talk about Jeff Fahey's whole subplot though, because he's this awful specimen mm-hmm. of a human being, uh, this Duke <laughs> yeah. character. Because he obviously he tries to assault uh, Maureen, but he's at the bar and he tries to you know chat up the journalist. But then when she realizes that he works at Bates Motel, she realizes oh he, he can help me, so she kind of enlists mm-hmm. him to like snoop on Norman a little bit. But he ends up meeting this other girl at the bar who's kind of into him, and they go back to his motel room, and we get this weird like build up to a sex scene. <laughs> where she's kind of like stripping on the bed and he's like sitting naked but he's holding two lamps sort of like 
like you know like pointed at her so it's like two little spotlights and it gives it this moody kind of atmosphere and i'm like what is happening and they have sex and afterwards she like tries to like sort of just snuggle a little bit and he's like get away from me it's like oh don't tell me one of these guys who wants to roll over and go to sleep after and he's like oh take a cab go away um you know uh like that you know this is better he, like, than a vibrator. Tosses her out. Well, before, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> the specific thing that he tosses her out for though is that when she's getting dressed, she said after he says, "Oh, I'm better than a vibrator," she goes, "Well, at least the vibrator gets me off." And he gets his feelings are so hurt, he feels so emasculated that he just tosses her out while she's still topless, uh, yeah. and tells her to oh. piss off. Um, which is <laughs> yeah. why she gets I mean, dressed and goes to the the phone booth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Duke sucks, and I don't know. It, it's probably the worst part of the movie. Like, it's, um, yeah. I feel like you don't really need him that much. <laughs> like, if you focus more just on uh, like Norman and Maureen, that's definitely like the more interesting, meaty part of the movie. He's kind of there just to have a subplot that has adds some tension of someone being around to snooping on him, and that uh, he's yeah. he's there to get like someone there, just, you know, to get the girl there so that there's someone to kill, essentially. Uh, is, yeah. is, is, is basically it because um, ultimately has, the ending of his plot is just that Norman like kills him with a guitar uh, oh yeah the guitar that he's you know he keeps telling people not to touch all, all movie yeah uh, Norman just bashes with him until he dies uh, mm-hmm. because he does because Duke does steal his mother's corpse well I say his mother oh we'll, yeah we'll get to that he steals his mother's, mother's corpse and leaves him a note saying oh I'm in cabin 12 you know sign mother mm-hmm. and you know uh but this actually reminds me because when he's in there before he kills he kills duke he actually stabs his mother's corpse okay. a bunch of times yeah. and you see the stuffing kind of like come out of her as he, as he stabs her which reminded me of the most disgusting scene in the movie the first time we see norman in this movie he's uh he's doing some taxidermy on on some birds that he's he's killed and mm. he's using this spoon to fill it with stuffing this like the sawdust or whatever it is and mm-hmm. he uses the same spoon to then put peanut butter <laughs> on his crackers, which he then eats. <laughs> this is this is this is vile. I just the idea of the, the the sawdust getting into the peanut butter is just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? No, <laughs> I like that you think that's more disgusting than like the sheriff that eats <laughs> the bloody ice. Um, I mean that's pretty disgusting, but that, that, that that's <laughs> at least by accident. This is like him intentionally sure, doing it, sure. which really weirds me out. <laughs> Um, yeah, because this the second person that he kills while the party's going on with all the all the I think I think there might be college students, but some of them look like forty. So I don't I don't even know. Um, but uh, like he's dumped the body in the ice, and the, the sheriff's taking ice from it. But he ends up like taking a bit of the ice where the blood's hit it, and he's like ch- yeah. crunching on the. Which, by the way, ch- crunching on ice is like weird to me. Like I can't bite ice. That's just. Uh, yeah, if like um, I mean, I, I'm definitely like you know had hot days and stuff where you know like I, I might suck on an ice cube and then maybe like once it gets like really really Thin. you know watered down then yeah yeah you can crunch it but yeah just like a straight up cube it is weird and yeah this scene like this scene is uh, honestly the scene is like pretty stupid but it made me laugh a lot just because it is like so ridiculous like the body's just you know so obviously sticking out there and then norman's reaction like when he kind of sees it is like great uh it's not like too over the top but he does have like kind of like a little like his eyes get big like whoa <laughs> yeah but there's also like other people standing around you know there's like four people yeah. standing around and no one sees the body which i guess is kind of the joke but <laughs> yeah it's just it's just pretty funny um 
Yeah, I mean that, that's basically the movie. Like it, it's kind of it, yeah. it, it it does drag a little bit in places. Um, it could certainly use more kills. That that is definitely true. I, you know, because at the end of the movie, when he has like these flashbacks <laughs> to all the people that he's killed so far, it it, it became apparent that it was like, <laughs> oh, there's only like two kills here. I mean, there's three including including Duke, but in terms of like actual sort of stabby kills, um, mm-hmm. it's just it's just those two. Um, so the movie yeah. ends. Uh, he's chasing around the journalist in his house uh, because the journalist has been doing some research. He goes and finds out that uh, this woman, because you know, the woman that he killed at the end, the last one who mm-hmm. who claimed to be his real mother, has been missing, obviously. And she goes mm-hmm. to investigate anyone who knew her and discovers that she wasn't an asylum herself, and reveals at the end of the movie to Norman that she was lying about being his mother. So it actually kind of retcons this and makes you know the original Mrs. Mm-hmm. Bates the real mother again. Um, and it turns out that she is her sister, but she believed because because uh, Norma stole her husband or stole her boyfriend, mm-hmm. she was crazy and believed Norman to belong to her. Uh, so she just claimed this, but she's actually not his real mother. And uh, this is you know, yeah, it's a it's a little sloppy, but whatever, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Actually, I think it's this scene where he stabs the corpse. I, I was thinking it was the Jeff Fahey scene for some reason. I think it's this scene because because uh, th- you think he's going to stab her and then he stabs the corpse yeah. instead. Yeah, and that's a pretty cool scene. Like, uh, yeah, it's okay. And then the only really notable <laughs> thing about the very end is that as he's getting put into the police car and the sheriff's like you made a fool out of me norman you know i, I believed in you i believed you were better <laughs> and he's like you, 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 you're yeah. never going to get out of prison now you're going to be locked up for the rest of your life and norman says but at least i'll be free the idea that he's now he feels better because he'll be free from his mother in this house and yeah everything else um and he does the uh the smell at the camera again like the first movie in mm-hmm. the back of the police car and it, it, it all kind of goes dark around him and it's just like his shadowy face smelling at the camera uh to wrap yeah. up the movie so um so it's a yeah, nice little ending. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It, it definitely feels like... I mean, it's another big step down from 2, which was obviously a step down from 1 because mm-hmm. 1's such a classic, but what 2 was still really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, th- this feels like more of like a forced sequel. It's, oh, we, you know, 2 was a hit in theatres again. We have to do a third one now. So yeah. someone think of a think of a reason. Think of a, you know, a premise we could use. It's, it's like one of those movies where it's unnecessary, but at the same time, you're like... Well, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen horror sequels go much worse than this. You know, and like, and I would say like, there's still stuff that at least it does kind of feel like you know true to the character. Like, you know, some plot stuff gets like a little wacky or whatever. And, um, but yeah, it doesn't feel like it's out of the realm of possibility for where this character and the story goes. And and yeah, there's like you know some decent enough kills. And and again. Um, you know, Anthony Perkins is still doing like, a great job. So it's, uh, yeah, not amazing, not on the same caliber you know, as uh, the first two. It's it's another you know big step down, but still an enjoyable watch. Like I actually you know like this uh, movie, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. worth mentioning. He has, <laughs> he has, he has a, a hand at the end. He's he's got the the corpse's hand. He snuck that with him. Oh sure, yeah, in the car. <laughs> Uh, worth mentioning that and I think the I mean the interesting stuff here is the idea that the, the main character the you know Maureen actually does dis- decide that she's in love with Norman this is the first time out of all yeah. the females female like occupants of the of the motel who who have wanted or who who or who who his mother you know quote unquote has felt has been trying to take him away from her you know these mm-hmm. these whores that are trying to take my son kind of attitude <laughs> that she has 
this is the first time yeah. that one has actually been attracted to Norman and wants to be with yeah. him, uh, and is actually kind of endearing. Now, I don't like her that much as a character, all that much, but at the very least, mm. um, I think she has does pose some interesting facets to the plot, especially the idea that she tried to kill herself mm. when he went to murder her, mm. which is a very interesting kind sure. of twist on it. But, yeah, um, yeah so it's okay. It's, it's an okay movie mm. that doesn't live up to what 2 was, and obviously it doesn't even come within a male of the original film. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I think uh, th- this would be a lot worse if this was, like, the first sequel after mm. uh, the first one. I, I, I feel like it would it'd feel like a, a much bigger drop <laughs> in quality, but <laughs> since you kind of have two in the middle, I feel like it's like, oh, okay, well, it's just a, yeah, it's a little, little bit of a step down, but <laughs> not yeah. horrible. Um, it's funny because I, I had seen two and three before, but I have never seen four. So next week, when we're okay. talking about four, I'll be very <laughs> curious. Uh, given the trend, though, uh, of the ratings for me, because we're about to rate this, of course. Um, well, I'll, let's rate three, and I'll, I'll, then I'll predict what four might be, just based on okay. my ratings. Uh, so what are you rating Psycho 3 out of 10? <sighs> I think... Mm. I, I know it's a six something. I'm just trying to decide if it's like just a straight six or a six point five. Um, I, I feel like I'll I'll just go with a six. Yeah, that's what um, I was. That's what I was yeah. thinking was a, a straight six out of ten. Um, so to put this in perspective, you know, first one's a ten, second one's an eight, mm-hmm. third one's a six, which <laughs> leaves me with a very bad feeling that Psycho Four may end up in a four out of ten, and I'm I'm nervous about that fact. <laughs> So I've not seen it. I am I'm trepidatious, mm. but we'll find out soon. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch it again. I uh, again, it hasn't been too long since I watched all these. I, I think I watched it a little earlier in the year or late last year. I forget, but um, I, I, I do think four was one of those ones where I, I wasn't paying a ton of attention to. I think I had it mm. more just on in the background while I was doing other stuff. So I'm uh, ex. Kind of excited to revisit it because um, I, I don't remember much a, a, about it other than kind of the like the main plot points. But uh, at the same time, I'm not super excited because yeah, uh, given the trend and everything, I don't think it'll be the best. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, for me, I think I, I, I mean I don't know what to expect from it really, but I, I I do know just from from various readings or whatever over the years that. For uh, Anthony Perkins is only in the sort of wraparound story because it's mostly a flashback, uh, which yeah. is fine. But part of the reason for that is because Anthony Perkins was already starting to be sick. You know, he was, he, this was near the end of his life yeah. and he was uh, ill when they shot it. So he doesn't do much in the movie, which is a shame, obviously. Uh, but yeah. uh, so I'm curious to see what it is. It, it sounds like it may be a train wreck, but we'll we'll find out. Yeah. we'll find out soon so uh cycle four it's what's funny as we said we're going to do all four cycle movies but not once did we say to each other oh we should do the remake as well <laughs> <laughs> not, not once did we say uh, that I, I, maybe at some point but yeah uh, i think because knows? it's shot for shot essentially a remake of the original that it's, it feels too soon mm-hmm. i think we have to give it some time before we can yeah before we can watch the remake that makes sense so yeah. that, that's my excuse and i'm sticking to it uh so that is a that is a cycle three uh on streams after midnight not bad not great <laughs> not bad um 
if we're on a five star scale, we'd be calling it a three point six. Not great, not terrible. The Dyatlov score. Uh, for those of you who okay. are Chernobyl <laughs> fans, um, so <laughs> so that is uh, that is Psycho Three. Uh, of course, it's October Thaw, which means we'll be doing tons of episodes hopefully almost one per day essentially throughout the month so uh hopefully you've been enjoying the month because we should be about you know nearly three weeks into it at this point uh so by all means let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below uh send us in questions in the comments or on twitter at screams midnight that's a twitter go check it out we have a lot of fun on there uh you can also send us questions mftvquestions at gmail.com if you want to do a big long question or whatever you can send us questions there um you can of course support the show and everything we do here uh by going over to patreon.com slash tv where you can support us for as little as one dollar per month and for that one dollar you get bonus episodes every month exclusive episodes that you only get on patreon and for the october thon of course we've been putting up a whole franchise exclusively so there's four bonus episodes this month uh the wishmaster franchise in particular uh, for the month of october so feel mm. free to check out that and then there's obviously stuff at higher tiers that you can check out and our way you can support us of course is to rate the audio podcast version on your apple podcasts give us a five star rating or indeed mm-hmm. any podcast uh, app that you use it gives a review because it helps people find the show and find our content that may be interested in it so please do that um otherwise you know uh, check out other content we have there's, there's some non-horror content of course from male fuzz tv that you may be interested in sci-fi movie podcast called the ace uh, that may be up your alley the atomic cinema experiment to give its full title and there's tv reviews and all sorts and whatever else so yeah uh, please do that uh but otherwise that is us so uh, thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.